tonight. We long for you. We need you. We want more of you. Thank you, Father God. Because you answer prayers. We trust that you've answered our heart's cry tonight. That your spirit will begin to woo us, draw us unto yourself. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the refreshing that comes from your presence. Thank you for renewing us tonight. Thank you for giving us strength as we wait upon you. We bless you, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Just take your seats. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just go straight into the scriptures tonight. Joshua chapter 5, from verse 13. And I just want us to talk together tonight. I want us to interact and uh, let's agree on what we think God is saying to us and what we need to know as handles, as takeaways from this passage. From last Sunday, we spoke about Jesus Christ being the captain of our salvation. And so, let me just read the passage, and then I'm going to just throw it open. You tell me what you think you see God saying to us that we need to know in order for us to see the results that we all expect and desire of God. Now, captain, Jesus being the captain of our salvation, or the commander of the Lord's army, has to do with the fact that we recognize him as the one that leads us to battle and gives us victory. So whether you're faced with a situation at work, health issue, financial issue, whatever battles you are fighting, you need to be able to receive and understand that Jesus Christ is the captain of the Lord's army in that situation. So, the, so, so then the idea is as captain of the, of the Lord's I mean, in that particular situation that you're in, what should be the interaction be in order for you to get the desired result? Amen? For Joshua, in his situation, it was dispossessing Jericho. That was his battle. Your battle may be different, but God is no, is no different. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm the Lord, and I do not change. So he's always going to remain consistent and constant. <laughs> It's me and you that need to know how do we relate to him to get to where we need to be. Amen? So let's, let's, let's read the passage and then let's, let's talk about it. Joshua chapter 5 verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked. And behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Chapter 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of Velo. You shall march around the city, all your men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. 
And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. We can, we can just stop right there. So based on this passage, what can we glean out of that passage? One, two, three. One, what one, two, three things, or four things, or five things, or six things, however many things, what can you take away from that passage that say, you know what? From this passage, A, B, C, D will lead to victory. Let's talk about it. Remember Wednesday nights is supposed to be a life group, which means it's interactive. I'm not here to teach. I'm here to facilitate, to guide us to knowing the truth, to finding the truth. Pastor Charles. The first thing that jumped out verse 2 of, uh, um, I'm sorry, yeah, verse 2 of uh, chapter 6, mm-hmm. where he says, um, and the Lord said to Joshua, see, okay. see, I have given Jericho into your hand, okay. and uh, its kings and all of that. Yeah. Uh, then you shall march around the city. Okay. At the time, I was telling him to see. The walls were still intact. Correct. And, and so he had to see the victory to access the victory. Amen. Because uh, if he couldn't see it, there's no way he would uh, uh, be able to access it because it would be hard for him to follow through on instructions. Good. Now, don't, don't, don't give, still give me back. So for me and you now, how does, that play, how does that come to play? I may be sick. I need money. Uh, my children are not doing well. I mean... How do I apply that same principle of what God said to Joshua to where I am right now? To where all of us are. Are you guys understanding this? This is the only way scriptures come to life. It's not just reading it and just living. You have to read it, see what God is saying, and then extrapolate or bring that to where you are, and then it becomes you. You own it. Amen? Yes. Yeah, for me, it's... First of all, he was in, in communion and communication with God. Okay. And he got a promise of God. He okay. got a word from God. And, and so for me, it's important the situation I'm going through, that I, I stay in com- communion and close uh, uh, fellowship with God, get a word from him, and then stand on that word regardless of what my eyes tell me. Okay. You, didn't, you did not answer the question, though. <laughs> uh, you, you, went, you answered another question. Okay. <laughs> What you address is also true. Okay. That's another, that's another part of what we glean from this. Mm. But I'm speaking specifically relating to seeing. So, so okay, let, let, me, let me use a real-life example. My mortgage is due, and I don't have the money. How, how does what I see help me in that situation? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. How, how do I bring that to play in my situation? Listen, where's Fargo is calling? The mortgage is due. So now. Well, for me, I, I, again, I, I speak from where I am. Sure. If God promised it, he would do it. But I have to see him doing it. That's the point. That's I what I'm believe believing. him. That's what I'm after. Okay. That's what I'm after. Because you mentioned the point seeing. So I'm saying, how do I now, in light of that, see the solution in whatever situation I'm in? So, so you are correct. I, I, I think anybody else has, you guys understand what I'm saying? Only two people. <laughs> okay, Salinda. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was going to say, I have a personal example, and it was even before I read the scripture, and it kind of makes sense now. Like, I've been struggling with my job, and I'm like, I'm going to leave my company. It's really toxic here. 
And um, it's been really, really like an emotional roller coaster. But then, um, without even reading the scripture, I was, I was just said to myself, you know, I have to start believing that there's something better either out there or even here for me. And I guess an example of seeing would be just for me was changing my attitude and believing that wherever I am, whether I'm at that company or somewhere else, putting up the best, put, put, putting my best foot forward and just believing in God. Like even the way I saw my coworkers started to change, the way things that they would usually do that annoyed me, that made me feel like it was a toxic environment started to change because I started seeing them in a different way. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, I could see a change that I believe that, you know, I, I believe that God has my best interest at heart. There you so go. regardless of where I am, there I'm you go. succeed. So. <laughs> exactly. You see, you said, it, you, you, you said it all together. But, but I understand what you're saying, and I'm sure a lot of people, once you believe that God was able to change your situation, you see the potential in God changing that situation. Immediately you see that and believe that. All the people around you, they didn't change. I mean, you, your perception of, them, perception of them started to change. It's unbelievable how when we see what God is seeing for us and believe it and embrace it, it just, it's amazing how it changes everything. Nothing has changed physically. You're still in the same job. It's still toxic, you know, in, in reality. But immediately you change and you see beyond where you are. All of a sudden, everything starts coming to focus. And in time, even the situation will change. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So see, absolutely, that's one thing. Good. Anybody else? I saw some other hands. Maybe you can help us in this area, Pastor. Okay. For most of us, we've been trained by our senses. Yes. That reality is what you can see, feel, touch, and taste. Yes. And everything outside of the realm of those senses is uh, superstition. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So for the believer, yes. it's, the, the challenge is living from the point of superstition. Because, quote-unquote, superstition. Sure, 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 sure. Because that then becomes your reality. So how, I guess, for, for us in this place... Um, are there any handles that some of us can uh, take away with, uh, go, live here with, understanding how to dwell in that realm of quote-unquote superstitions? Because that's where the word of God is. You have to believe it to see it. Correct. The world says you have to see it to believe it. Correct. Well, as believers, you must understand you are a spirit being first. So you are living from the spirit out, not from out in. So that's why the element of knowing the word cannot be emphasized enough because that's the only place from which you get instructions and the mind of God. It comes from the Bible, from the scriptures. So as you commune, which you are on it, it's, it's, it's all part of that. Communion is important, you know, which it's, in my, it's, what I, it's part of my takeaway. Yeah, so as you are reading on a daily basis, as you are communing with God, and you are reading his word. And you say, wow, I didn't know this. Oh, wow. This is, this. That's what James is talking about, how the word of God is a mirror. We're looking at it on a, on, a, on a regular basis. And as you look at it, it gives you a reflection of, of what is real. You know, you see that reflection of the word. 
and you go out and do the reflection of what you see. So it's important for us to stay in the word of God even when, how can I put this? Even the aspect of the word of God that we do not have the, uh, actually we have the grace that we are not working out yet. It's important that we don't argue with that word. There are some things in the word of God, maybe you're not doing it now. Maybe you're not obeying it, obeying it yet. But it doesn't change the fact that the word of God is the word of God. So what I'm saying is even for these things you are not walking in, you still need to accept it as this is the word of God. Oh God, I'm not there yet. Oh man, this is tough. I'm not working this out in my life, but God help me. Versus say, no, I don't believe it. Whether you do it or not does not change it. It's still the word of God. So to answer your question, sir, we have to read the word of God and take the word of God at its value for what it is, that this is God speaking to us. And then trust God for the faith of the Son of God in us to live it out. Which all of us, the truth is, as a born-again believer, that seed of faith is already in you. You got it when you got born again. It's a part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's in you. So it's just a matter of working it out. It's God that's working us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So yes, we need to come in. We need to know the word of God. And we should not wait till we've gone to seminary and have 10 years of seminary experience to start doing the word of God. Whatever you know now, do it. That's how you go. Be faithful about the little that you know, and then you become ruler over many. So you see... And to add to that, if we begin to activate in our faith, God meet us where we are. And I believe he began to allow those things that we're believing to, turn, to be as they are, even though they aren't at the moment, but we're believing that they are going to be that way. God just looked for that mustard seed, that mustard seed of faith, and he began to show himself great and mighty. And each time something that I had faith in to believe God that he had spoken it, it happened, then my faith gets bigger and bigger. But God just wants us to just begin with that mustard seed, and he would show himself, and then you believe again, you remember that he did it before, and he can do this, because that was impossible, but now he can do this that seems to be impossible. And that's the way he continued to multiply himself to us, manifest himself to us. I was going to say, uh, on Sunday when um, Pastor Larry had asked if anybody had something to pray about, and I mentioned Yael, and I started laughing because today is Wednesday, and when praying, it seems like she wakes up, Israel used to wake up in the morning talking. She didn't, but now she wakes up, I'm like, I want you to talk, but now it's like she's talking. She's not saying exact words, but she's more vocal. But of course, then she says daddy too yesterday, which I was like, all oh, the work I'm doing, you don't say mommy first. But it's just like a tangible example that we, I mean, of course, we, like I said, even when she was in the hospital, my, one of the verses I used to use, forever our Lord, your word is said to, I used to sing it so much over her. But even with your mouth, you made known, I told, I kept saying it to her. But it's, I, I mean, everybody knows, like Liz said, She'd say dancer. She hears any gospel music. She's dancing and praising God. But just those things. I mean, in three days, 
It's like she's talking a lot more. She's saying daddy. I'm hoping she'll say mommy soon, but it's just a testimony. Just like you said, you have to see it. I remember when then Sister Yetunde had called me and said, don't worry about everything when we're still in Texas. And she said, don't worry about anything. Just see what it is you want to see. See her running around the house. See her talking. See you telling her, yeah, oh, keep quiet. Because all those things that you see, and even as this week, I've just been thanking God, thanking God. Like mommy said, that little faith, keep building on it. Every time, like, thank you. You said, daddy, you're going to say mommy next. You're going to say whatever, hallelujah next. Whatever it is, I keep just telling her. Amen. But that's. scripture one of the things that I noticed was um obedience and gratefulness so when he fell down and worshiped the first thing I thought was well worship duh but in that worship I actually see <laughs> I actually see gratefulness because when I'm grateful one of the things I do is follow my feet so he fell on his feet yeah is worship but it was of worship coming from a place of gratefulness and I feel like if we if we learn to be grateful and it's funny because one of the youth said that a couple of Sundays ago and we're talking about being intentional and she said that what she wants to do more is be more grateful. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But now reading the scriptures, it's, like, it's almost like everything is just clicking today because it's like, oh, when you're, when you're coming from a place of gratefulness, even when your mortgage is not paid, you can realize, oh, wait a minute, my car is, or my mortgage is not paid, but my child, my children are healthy, I'm healthy, God is good. And then, you know, you're, you, can, you can see things clearer. And then in terms of obedience, you know, the guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, who are you? He was like, I'm from God's army. Well, what does he want me to do? Take off your shoes. What? <laughs> like, no, seriously, what does God want me to do? You know, and it's like, well, God, it's not going to be anything exactly. It could be something as small as taking off your shoes. For us, in a practical sense, it could be something as small as, you know, give, give somebody something or bless this person today. What do you mean, bless this person today? I only have $5. Well, no, I really want you to bless that person today. So for me, those are the two things that kind of... Um, jumped out at me. Oh, just about the scripture that says, write the vision down. When you write the vision time down, the vision is for an appointed time. When you begin to look at the vision that you wrote down, and you begin to see that at a particular point in time, God is going to answer the, the prayer that you have.
Our prayer, you know, the, what, the prayer that we pray as believers is really um, going through a spiritual exercise, checking off some item on our spiritual to-do list. Um, I, I get a sense that for most people, that's what prayer is. Uh, I'm supposed to wake up and pray, so I've woken up and I'm, I've said my prayer. But this aspect of interacting with God in the time of prayer, uh, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's alien and foreign to most
analysts like me, there's this element of self-sufficiency. You know, some of us, uh, we default to our weights. I mean, I know how to do this. I, I got this, God. I don't need you here. Let me just... Um, for people like that, what is the counsel in terms of you may have a way, but that way ultimately, maybe because it worked the last time, may not work this time. So, uh, I would think the thing is to constantly seek God. Even if you have an idea with respect.
He's gone. I'm telling you, bro. I mean, even at night when I get this vision, I have to turn the light on, get my iPad, get a notepad, get my pen, and I write it there. You know, when in the same thing I'll wake you in the morning. Oh my God. I wish I, I, I wish I can have a camera for this stuff. I'm waiting. You think I'm gonna get out of the morning? And it's not. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands tonight. Just thank God for his word. Give him praise.